What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Dissect That Film, where we dissect your favorite films, film franchises, and TV. Today on episode 57 of the podcast, we are celebrating a little anniversary of a very special film. It is the 40th anniversary of Steven Spielberg's E.T., and we figured, why not talk about it? I am your host, Brett Parker. Joining me, as always, is the wonderful Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. Hello. Oh. Hello. <laughs> you should not have had two bowls of cereal. Yes. Yeah, I, don't why, I don't know why I'm wired tonight. Two I'm, bowls of cereal. <laughs> I'm feeling way better than I was last week. I'm, you know, Good. I can actually laugh without going into a spastic coughing fit. It's wonderful. Good. My voice is still a little bit, uh, but and my noise and my nose is a little stuffy still. But we're better. <laughs> Good, good. We're back. I can't promise you I won't go into a coughing fit, but that's, okay. that's an entirely unrelated just, matter. We just go. We just go with it, you know. <laughs> Hit the new button. Yeah. So, ET, the extraterrestrial. Not what my mom called it. <laughs> okay. My mom used to always call this movie the extra testicle. I promise. <laughs> that's what she used to call. I swear to goodness, I'm not kidding you at fucking all. Oh god. He kind of looks like one. Let's be honest here. Uh, yeah, I mean, the design <laughs> can be described in many ways. Um, <laughs> I don't like it. I guess they couldn't name it the Scrotes. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, yeah, so this movie was released June 11th, 1982. Uh, so uh, as you all are listening to us, tomorrow will be the 40, official 40th anniversary of this film. Ooh. So we said, you know, it's Steven Spielberg. If you say, hey, let's talk about a Steven Spielberg movie, you know I'm never going to say no. And this is one of my favorites. This is a fantastic film. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. This was directed, of course, by Steven Spielberg. This was written by Melissa Matheson, whose other credits would be The Indian in the Cupboard, 1995. They're, they're making fun of me. Everybody who's not. Somebody turned the light on. The light's different. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's my, That's what yeah. I was like. I was talking about, I was like, somebody turned a light on, the lighting's different. So go ahead. No, no, you're fine. So Melissa Matheson, who wrote the the wrote this movie, she was married to Harrison Ford. Oh. Yeah. From nineteen eighty three cool. to two thousand and four. He was actually supposed to be in a deleted scene of this movie, uh, right after the frog scene where he yes. lets out all the frogs. Uh, there was actually supposed to be a scene where uh his mother comes in to talk about it and Harrison Ford is the principal of the school. Oh, uh, okay, that'd been cool. That'd been cool. So, uh, but yeah, she also, her last film credit, uh, was she helped write the BFG back in 2016. She died mm-hmm. in 2015. Fucking giant. Yeah. Another St- Steven Spielberg specialty. <clears throat> this movie Oh, in Purdue, I just love to point this out. So people love to just completely destroy Kathleen Kennedy for ruining Star Wars because she's oh. the head of Star Wars now. Uh, and they're like, oh, man, she can't make any good movies. You do realize that she's, she was an executive producer on so many movies back in the 80s and 90s, all like all of the Indiana Jones, E.T., Jurassic Park. Like anything Steven Spielberg had his hands on, Kathleen Kennedy was there. So yeah, no. say what you want, but she's been behind some of the most like popular movies throughout time. So just thought I'd throw that out there. Of course, the cover of this movie was the influence for Steven Spielberg's production company, Amblin. 
Um, Amblin actually was a student film that he made back in the 60s or early 70s. Uh, and then when after E.T., that's what the production company came out in 1984 and they incorporated the famous moon scene of E.T. with with the name. And there you go. I think they should have done something different with with the logo of his production company. Yeah, it should have been the shark <clears throat> eating somebody. Right, the shark. Eats, been the shark eats Ellie and ET like jumps out of the water and just snatches them. And then, that that works. Or it could have just been the scene where he hops on the orca. And, oh yeah, that'd be know, great. It just eats. Great. There you go. Just do that. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> just it's just instead of him, you know, where it does the thing where they're like flying and then like the yeah. end comes up. It's just Bruce hopping up on a boat yeah. and somebody screaming. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh man. Uh, the music. I mean. The music, John Williams, another just perfect, perfect score uh, when it comes to uh, E.T. Just anytime you hear the theme, you get goosebumps. I might tear up a little bit because it's just so iconic and so good. This movie ran at 114 minutes in the original version. Uh, when it was re-released in 2002, there was six minutes of additional footage. Um, the, <laughs> speaking of the 2002 re-release, that was the 20th anniversary, of course. And they did a lot of changes in the 2002 re-release. So, um, most infamous, infamously, words are hard. Don't make fun of me, everybody. Uh, the scene where the kids are just, like, they take flight when they're about to get to the cop cars. In the original theatrical sh uh, shot, they're holding guns. Shotguns. Yes. And then when they re-released it in 20, uh, 2002... Uh, they were holding walkie-talkies. They digitally removed the guns, gave them walkie-talkies because you know they don't want, you know, they didn't, you know, they don't, they didn't want them holding guns. It was just, it was a stupid change. It was very dumb. I agree. But when they re-released them for the thirtieth and the thirty-fifth uh, anniversary, which is actually the version I have, I have the thirty-fifth anniversary edition. Uh, they put the guns back. Oh, good. Good. I didn't yeah. realize if they'd done that. I heard uh, that somebody told me they had removed the word terrorist at one point. In the yes. Movie. So when the mom is yelling at Michael, yeah, because his original costume, uh, the original version was she says, you know, no, you can't go out looking like a terrorist, and then they changed it to hippie in the oh. 20th anniversary edition. But if you buy any of the newer versions, it the terrorist line is put back because like the version I watched, that she says terrorist. Yeah, that's what we saying for us. Yeah. It was just a lot of things that it was, you know, uh, of course, Spielberg wanted to do some of the things like what George Lucas had done with the original Star Wars trilogy in the late 90s where, you know, it's like the, you know, uh, visual effects are becoming bigger and bigger. You know, the things that he did with Jurassic Park and, and you know, and what movies were doing, you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s, he's like, oh, well, you know, maybe we can incorporate some of that CGI and there's actually some CGI shots of ET in the 2002 re-release, uh, re which I don't think was necessary at all. Uh, no, in the version spot. I watched, there was no CGI. It was all the practical puppet um, or the, the, the costume that, you know, they had a couple little people and they had like a 10 year old child who had, was born without legs play ET like on some of the I scenes where he's walking around. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I didn't know that. 
the 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 guy who was behind the making of E.T. was Carlo Rambaldi, who was actually behind the alien from the original Alien. Also, yeah, right. he created the aliens in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and he did all the special effects for the 1976 King Kong. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. The special effects were horrible in that movie. I just that movie in general is just not a yeah, it's a particularly good film. <laughs> it's it's something. <laughs> yes, it is. But um yeah, it's uh it was just a lot of unnecessary changes that Spielberg kind of did just to kind of make it look better as as Lucas did with the original trilogy when he did all his CGI add-ons and stuff and it's just unnecessary. Surprise it doesn't look better. The right. carry on. <laughs> but when they re-released them later on for like the 30 and 35th anniversaries, they uh Spielberg just reverted back to the original version because he's like, yeah, there's there was no need for me to do any of these changes. I want people to see it how it was originally shown, you know, back in 1982. It just it feels better that way. There's no reason yeah, for ET to be CG. It's not like he's doing he's not doing Yoda flips from episode two and shit like that. Like there's no need for it. It looked good. <laughs> the moral of the story is don't change or edit films like, like, like after their original yeah. release, like don't be like, I could do it better. No, just, just do a different movie. Then just well, do a new movie. Right. Here's the thing. George Lucas and Steven Spielberg are like best friends. Mm -hmm. So of course Spielberg's like, or Lucas is like, Hey, look what I did with my movies. Don't they look better? And Spielberg's like, sure. I guess I'll do that too. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. No, I get it. But it's like, I, I know they'll probably never do it, but I really want, like, I know many people have said this, I want a re-release of the original three Star Wars films as their original version. Yes, because you can't find them. No, I know. I grew up, it's the ones I grew up watching. Yeah. Like, I want to see those versions of the movie. But you, you, Again. Can't, you can't get them unless you have an original VHS from when they were first released on VHS back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's sad. It's sad when they have to like continuously add things. Like, no man, people liked them when they first came out. Like, why do you need all this extra shit? When we go through exactly. Tatooine in 1977, why do we need to see this big ass alien that was never there in the first place? That adds nothing to the story. Yeah, I digress. I'm not talking anymore about Star Wars <laughs> <laughs> until we talk Even about Star Wars. I was like, it's it is. It is. We will, okay, I lied. We are going to talk more about Star Wars when we get to some scenes. This movie stars D. Wallace, who is just—I mean, this woman is a gem. All right, let's let's go through some of the movies that she has done in her career. She did. She was in the original *The Hills Have Eyes* back in 1977. She has fought werewolves in *The Howling* from 1981. She hung out with an alien in *E.T.* in 1982. She fought off a rabid dog in 1983 in *Cujo*. She was in *Critters* in 1986. She was in. The sequel to Alligator, Alligator 2, Ooh. The Mutation. She was in The Frighteners in 1996. So I think that was the, was that the Michael J. Fox horror movie? Where he I like sees so. ghosts or something like that? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> she was, let's see. And then, oh, she was in Rob Zombie's Halloween. She played Laurie Strode's foster, or uh, adopted mom. Cynthia oh, really? Strode. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. She gets murked by Michael. Of course. She's uh, she literally done everything with Rob Zombie after that. Like she was in Lords of Salem. She was in what's what's the other ones? Three from Hell. And she's gonna be in the new monsters. Not oh, in a big just, role, but 
She just walked up to Rob. I'm like, Rob, I just need steady work. He's like, yeah. I got like, you. Got you. <laughs> <laughs> and for all of my office fans out there she played andy bernard's mom in an episode of the office uh i think in like season eight so if you can find her you know what i'm talking about other casts in this movie we have henry thomas who plays elliot and if you watch anything mike flanagan he was in haunting of hill house he was in haunting of Bly manor he was in Midnight Mass. He was like he's he was in uh Gerald's game. Anything Mike Flanagan has done in the in Mike Flan so Mike Flanagan, he's like the new face of horror right now. I mean, he's done all of those all the things I just mentioned, which are mostly Netflix um horror anthologies or uh, however you want to consider them. They're fantastic. He's a, a fantastic director. But yeah, it's it's weird to see Henry Tom. I remember seeing Hill House for the first time, and I was like, "Is that Elliot?" He's like, he's like fifty Elliot. now. <laughs> so and there was officially a sequel to this movie in the form of a commercial back yes. in during Christmas time of twenty twenty. Yes, our but we were, we we watched this on Discord the other day, and our friend of ours was like, "Play it, play it." I'm like. I had enough ET for one night. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a minute long commercial. Yeah, it's like it's like ET comes home for Christmas. Like, why the fuck yeah. do you care about Christmas? He just wanted to see Elliot. He didn't care what season it was. He just wanted to see Elliot. I so, just thought dude, it was great. It, 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 made, it put a smile on my face when I saw it for the first good. time. So that's all that really matters, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has uh, the guy who plays the the character Keys, the man who always has the keys on his belt. Yes, yes, Played yes. by Peter Coyote. Just thought I, I have to mention that name because it's a great name. And Michael's played by Robert McNofton. Mcnofton. Literally did not much of anything after this. I think this he did a movie in like 1983 and then it was a couple TV stuff and then kind of just You're out, bitch. did something else. And Probably. of course, we can't mention E.T. without mentioning uh, Gertie played by Drew Barrymore two years before she started lighting things on fire with her mind. Still things with mind bullets. She's fantastic in this movie. She does way like her performance in this movie is so much better than what she was in in Firestarter. Oh yeah. And not to say it was terrible in Firestarter, but boy, she's just, she's so good in this movie. It probably helps that she wasn't on camera as much in this movie. Yeah, that's true. Comparatively, but she is in there a decent, decent amount. (laughs) I mean, I got to say the like Henry Thomas, one of probably the best child performers of that time. Like, I think he did so good as Elliot showing just all forms of emotion and like truly being a kid, like the the way that he interacts with his with his brother and, you know, the way that they kind of go at each other. And I mean, this is the early 80s. I don't know how, you know, I didn't grow up in the early 80s. I was a decade later, but yeah. You know, it. he just, he felt like a kid instead of like, you know, some movies where it's like high school, this kid's 15, but he's actually played by a 35 year old. And you're like, yeah, I just don't feel it, but I get it because it's easier Hello, to direct youths. those. Yeah. <laughs> just always picture Steve Buscemi coming in. Yeah, with the yeah, skateboard. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I just think he did a really good job. I think all, all three of those, of those, um, actors did really well at being siblings and, 
Yeah. Yeah. And you know, everything that they did. All right. Well, Oh wait, we we got we didn't talk about the budget. This budget is at ten point five million dollars, and it made a whopping seven hundred and ninety two point nine million dollars at the box office. But I'm I I don't know if that number is initial release or if they count all the because re- it has been re released in theaters a couple times. Oh, okay, so I don't know if that factors in, but it's still a lot of fucking money. <laughs> well, it has to do better than what Morbius did on his first. But. <laughs> Was it like eighty two thousand dollars it made in its re-release? Oh my god! Stop like, it, like, people! Dude, Stop like the it. memes re-release it, people watch it. Like, no, dude, that's the reason people no. don't want to watch it. Fucking morbid. Just time. because it's being, just just be- <laughs> Look at him on a morb. <laughs> Jared Leto put out something. It's literally him holding a script where it's. He's trying to hide it from the person who's taping him, and it literally folds it over and just says Morbius 2. It's Morbid Time, written by Bartholomew <laughs> Cubans. What is it? Which is his like alternate name? Yeah. Oh my Morbid god. Time. I was like, fucking brilliant. Like he even takes it as a joke. He know like you, you yeah, got, he might I as guess, well, dude. Yeah, right. I mean, when you're an actor and you're you know, you played a movie like that that just completely bombs. I guess you just gotta you, you gotta take it to the chest, man, and just move on. Or to, or continue the joke. Yeah, exactly. I just hate actors who go out there and they're like, I really like that movie. And it's like, well, from what? <laughs> what did you like about it? Please explain. Because you got I a lot of like money? <laughs> I feel like you're just telling me this because you got a good paycheck. Yeah, 100%. Jesus. Oh, all right. Oh, few few other things. Uh, this movie became the highest grossing film of all time, uh, beating out Star Wars when it was released. And it held the record up until 1993 when a little film called Jurassic Park took that record away. Uh, It won, let's see, one, two, three, four Academy Awards. Best original score because it's so good. Best visual effects because they're great. Best sound and best sound editing. So all great things. And it's in the Library of Congress for being a damn good movie. (laughs) Fair enough. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, let's go around the room and talk about what. Let's talk about if we can remember our first experience with ET, and then what it feels, what it was, what it felt like watching it now. And that on me, okay, on me, okay. Um, I don't, I don't really have it. Like ET, the Atari twenty six hundred. Oh, oh yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that before we get into this. This is linked to one of the worst games ever made, like the yeah. worst game ever made a game that almost destroyed the video game industry. Yeah. It was because, one, of the biggest, one of the big contributors to it because Atari and Steven Spielberg met up and said, hey, we want to make a game based on your awesome movie. And Steven Spielberg's like, yeah, I'm on board. And then they yeah. went to Atari, went to their people and went, hey, we got five months to make this game. And they're like, what? <laughs> Yeah, and I think uh-huh. literally like just a couple people worked on it. That was it. Yeah, and like, you can tell like, the game is horrible. I mean, is this, this is Atari bad. where games didn't look great, but this, what? Think of this day and age that nowadays generally most games released are, are decent at best, right? Yeah. Not in the mentality that, oh, it's because it's not a fucking 10 out of 10 game, it's shit. No, I mean, it's mm-hmm. a decent game. It's playable. It's, it's not like that back then. There were tons of games released for the Atari and stuff that were just broken messes yeah. of games. Happened a lot, and that was what another thing contributed to it, but it was a shit storm. All together. All together, yeah. 
Bad stuff. Let's just say but, they no. were all dumped in a landfill and then discovered like 25 years later or something like that. Yeah, yeah, New Mexico or something like that. And it was supposed to be just an urban legend, and then the people actually fucking found them. Yep. And like, oh. And I'm like, shit, I used to own that. But <laughs> anyway, no, I uh, legitimately, I had no, not really much nostalgia for this movie. I may have seen it a little bit when I was a kid, but I don't remember. So I have no real big nostalgic ties to this movie. Okay. And pretty much uh, this is not my kind of alien movie. So growing up, I was a child of watching 50, 60, 70 size 5 products, so my mentality of alien coming from outer space generally probably to wipe out the human race. <laughs> or enslave them, or use them as breeding pits, and I don't, I don't, I don't do the whole cute, cuddly alien thing. It's, it's not, it's not for me. So that being said, I think this is an okay movie. But that's all I got. It's got great cinematography. Like cinematography's great. The actors are good. Music's great. It's just, in my opinion, it's just an okay movie. So it's just the way the story. You just don't like the story of like. It's, it's not for me. No, it's not my, it's not like these aren't my kind of, it's like when I watched the Goonies. Like, you should watch the Goonies, it's fucking great. I'm like, I watched the Goonies. I'm like, it was all right. I mean, I would, I'd be that person. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. Goonies, no, it's fine. It's so good. I know people <laughs> like that because they, you know, they like, that's, there's, there's nothing wrong with liking those kind of films, but it's just, these, these are not my kind of movies. No, just the way, it's just like the, the way you, good you're, thought. it's the way you grow up. Like, it's what yeah. you're shown as a kid, like, that really yeah. forms you know, your opinion on other movies of that genre. Don't shake your head at me. Disappointed in you. First you disrespect Taco Bell, then you disrespect the Goonies. What are you going to disrespect next? My mom? I, we got a lot of shows. I can. She's a wonderful woman. Anyway, uh, yeah, th that is no disrespect. If this is the kind of movie, if you like, like Stranger Things or like the 80s, like kids... I love Stranger All right, Things. feel good family movie kind of thing. Like, I don't know. I, this is a movie for you if you've not seen it, but it's just, it's all right. This movie fucked over the, uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. All right, there you go. You want that? Is that Which what came out a for? week later. No, it's not. It's, that is not. I know there were a lot of factors that went into that. And I'm sure this did not help, but I know this is not like the sole reason that just, that happened. Just think about people, 1982. Think, that. think about 1982 for a second. You had... Yep. Friday the 13th, part three, in mm -hmm. 3D that came out in 1982. Uh, you had Poltergeist that came out a week before this one. It just celebrated its 40th anniversary. Came oh, out a yeah. week before E.T. E.T. comes out. And yeah, I mean, listen, it's not even the fact that, the, the like, I mean, for me, this movie is amazing. This movie is fucking perfection. Like, film-wise, like, filmmaking, story-wise, everything is just perfection uh but you put steven spielberg's name on anything and people are going to the theater to see it yeah john carpenter like and, and yeah this movie did fuck over john carpenter's the thing because of how big it was and who was attached to it and like yeah people you have your john carpenter fans who saw it back in 1982 but like yeah this was not a good movie to be following <laughs> at all it, no and that's and that's you know like i said it's not a shot of this movie at all. It's just how this just are not my kind of movie. Like I'm not like a big family. This kind of, this is not for me. That's understandable. I respect your opinion.
But I respect this movie's quality, though, because it is a well-made film. It's not a shot against that at all. You're done being <laughs> negative. That wasn't negative. I felt that was very fair. Just, just... You're the one being negative over there. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I I know I've watched this movie because there's parts of this movie that I remember seeing, but I'm pretty sure I watched it on TV. And I was horrible when I was little, flipping back and forth between two different movies. Mm-hmm. Like once the commercials hit. Yep. I'd flip over to I another movie. The so there's like chunks of movies that I don't remember. And I'm like, I don't remember this happening. But I liked it. Like, I still liked it. I would definitely watch it again. Um, like he said, great cinematography. And I enjoyed watching it again from start to finish. Not flipping the channel she thought about it though. watching so it just from beginning it. to end with no interruptions <laughs> yes yes yeah i hated commercials as a kid oh like, god they're the worst commercial again i never showed anything fucking good no yeah. they're terrible i mean commercials are still terrible yeah probably i don't know i don't have yeah i guess i get on youtube but anyway yeah. <laughs> i mean i've said it once or twice already in this show but this movie is just it's so good. I mean, this is a Steven Sp- I mean, it it just feels like Steven Spielberg before you even know what it is. The, you know, John Williams score is just it like once it hits, it literally gives me goosebumps every time. The special effects on you know for ET for the time, they look great. You know, the puppeteering and you know everything that went uh, went on behind that and the fact that you're getting these actual kids like, you know, I think Drew Barrymore was like seven when this movie came out. Like she's really young. You know, the Henry Thomas, I think was 10, 11 years old. And then I think the other kid was like 15, but you're, you're having them re you know, react and act against something that's not technically real. You know, it's just a guy in a suit or it's somebody just puppeteering it, but it just, that's what makes practical so much better than like CG and visual effects as much as they're needed in a lot of things nowadays, just with the, the grandeur of, of filmmaking. Um, th- the fact of being able to stare at the actual thing you're acting against, you're going to get better reactions from those actors and to be able to like having a, let's say having a seven year old kid stare at a fucking tennis ball. That's supposed to be ET instead of staring at actual ET you're going to get a different performance from that actor because they're, they have to imagine what they're looking at. I, I cannot wait till the next movie we talk about that just shits in the face of that idea. I, I'm really excited about that. Modern movies using like almost all CG. We just saw it today. And I'm just like, so good. It's, well, actually, technically, when people watch this, we've already talked about it. <laughs> damn it (laughs) yeah just i i mean this this movie is just is so good and what like well made the cinematography like you said like the way the lighting is and yeah it's really cool yeah it's like that air of mystery about some things the way it's shot and everything it's really neat and even in the scenes where you're you could definitely tell it's blue screen or green screen 
you know, especially like the flying scenes, you know, they look a little wonky, but it's 1982. Like they still look damn good for the time. They're walking in the beginning. Yeah. Where's the, the shot of the background and they're walking in front of it. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. So good. Like, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's just, it's beautiful. It still gives me like, it fills me up with emotion every time I see it. Cause it is such a well, well-made story uh, from beginning to end of, you know, just, I mean, the story is just, you know, a little alien getting left behind and trying to figure out a way to get home. It's such a simplistic thing if you think about it, but they, the way that that Spielberg, you know, adds all those, in, you know, you know, different things to to make it more appealing. You know, the fact that E.T. and uh, Elliot have like a, a connection, like they're actually like once they become friends, they get like linked, like soul wise, like things that. E.T. does, Elliot can feel, and, you know, the the really emotional scene towards the end of the movie, um, you know, when E.T.'s dying, it's, it's, it's really good. It could just, they could have just made it so simple and, and basic, but bravo. Go watch Mac and Me if you want that shit. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm just saying if you want simple, you want, yeah. go watch Mac and Me. Yeah, you want to go watch the best scene of Mac and Me, just watch any interview Paul Rudd has been on the Conan O'Brien show because they literally every time he fucking they're like all right let's watch a clip from your new movie and it's always the same fucking scene from Mac and me where the ah. kid is rolling down the hill into the lake <laughs> oh, and it's just Mac's great. head going oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's great watch it man it's so good he, for like 20 years it's just Paul Rudd playing this show in the same clip Never shows a clip from his movie ever. It's great. It's all right. Okay. It's gonna be like the guy that fucked the pie. I mean, he's gonna get the same shit. Oh, Jason Biggs. Yeah. Yeah, he'll always be haunted by that oh, fucking yeah. pie, dude. And you know what? <laughs> he made him a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think we talked enough about behind the scenes and all that, and you know, all that fun stuff. Are we ready for a plot breakdown? We are ready to dive into this bitch. All right, ET phone home movie starts out with some really eerie credits <laughs> yeah, yeah. Movie. i'm sorry that's literally what it sounded like to be honest it was very eerie uh we go up to the night sky I love the opening shot of this movie where it's the night sky and then it comes down and it, it, it like literally first thing you see is the the alien ship uh the spaceship and it's a it's a really weird design kind of looks like um the old popcorn that you would throw on the stovetop and it would get big. It kind of looks like that. I just thought it was a leftover Christmas ornament. It kind of looks like that too. No, no. It's definitely like a, a more unique design, but it, yeah. is, it looks almost familiar. It's not well. a flying saucer, which is a very generic no. spaceship that a lot yeah. of films would use. The fact that they, you know, the design of it was really cool. I like the, how it kind of reminded me of the ship from freaking, uh, Close encounter of the third kind, like the way that yeah. that was designed. The uh, aliens are they're like alien botanists. They're going around. They're collecting uh, plant specimens and all that. And a lot uh, of this. We then, on. yeah, the little waddles. We get I like some the condom plants that they have. Oh, the condom yeah. plants. Yeah, yeah, it shows the plants that are Whoop. growing inside the the ship, which is cool. All their chests start to glow. Because I guess that's like a signal. Hey, guys, we got to get the hell out of here. I, I just told Angela they got a notification. Yeah, yeah literally. That's legit oh, what shit. it was. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Time to go, Fuck. guys. And of course, 
we have one that strayed a little too far. He's a little lost. He's very curious about everything. And his chest starts to glow, and he doesn't really react the same way. He's more curious about the the city lights. He wanted to go see the city. He sees all the lights. But then a truck, you know, drives up and scares the shit out of him. So he starts running, and we get the guy with the keys. Never see his face, just the keys. I called him the key jingling guy until I looked at the credits, and his literal name is Keys. Like, he didn't have a name. He was just Keys. So they chase him, and you get his scream as he's, you know, he's running. The fact that you really don't see him running, I like that because I think it would have been weird as fuck because it's like, how would they have done that? Would they, like, attach the puppet? I know his legs are, like, this big. Just I, I just assume, like, his legs, like, fold into his body and little wheels come out. <laughs> <laughs> or, he just, or he just, like, rolls up into a ball and just rolls yeah. like Sonic. Yes. Yeah. yes. Go! <laughs> Gotta go fast. <laughs> oh my god I mean, it's almost like he's got flippers on his it really does he's such a well, when yeah, it's he's a very the way it sounds proportion. Very like, like, flippers, though. like his feet yeah <laughs> she, <laughs> she shits on his feet like don't yeah, make fun does. of him like god damn <laughs> he's a sensitive little alien so yeah he so mama et she's chilling up on the top of the ramp she's like where is my little et and he's too far so they're like we got to get the get the fuck out. She's like, all right, I'll be back later. I'll call you later. Margaret, we gotta go. Yeah. But like, Jimothy, <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> Jimothy. What a name. You think anybody's name is actually Jimothy? I hope someone who listens to the show is, someone is listening to the show. He's like, you're fucking making fun of me, son of a bitch. He like pulls out his like negative comment, zero stars. <laughs> Shit on my you're name. making fun of Jimothy. No. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, man. Holy shit. Where am I? Uh, E.T. wanders to the city as the humans look for him with awesome green screen as they search oh, yeah. for him. <laughs> just, my, my wife's like, wow, that light didn't look very good. I'm like, yeah, it's because it's just a static image. Oh, no. She goes, oh, that's really bad CGI. I'm like, that wasn't CGI. That was just a static <laughs> image on a green screen yeah. and people walking in front of it. Yep. Yeah, it's okay part of the hey, charm. It's 1982. I can't yep. I can't fault it too much. Nope, uh, no, not at all. Typical Friday night, kids are playing a game. Is this D&D? Are they playing D&D? Or like a game that's very similar to D&D? What you say? I, it looked like Hero Quest, but I don't oh. know if that was released at that time because it had the little walls and the doors unless they were yeah. just using that like as a physical representation for their D&D because they talked about the game master, the dungeon master. I, I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. Because Elliot wants to play, and they're like, well, you got to ask, you know, he's the, yeah, was he the dungeon master or whatever the heck the yeah. he says. So they pretty much, so they're going to get pizza. And it's funny, because, like, you think they're home alone, and then, like, randomly the mom just shows up, and you're like, oh, you were here the whole time? What the hell were you? Doesn't one of his friends, like, try to pinch her ass or something? Oh, probably. He, like, tries to I'm, poke her uh, while she's been over. Yeah. Rude fucking kids. That's weird. I would have never even thought of doing that to my, any of my friends' moms. No, thank you. Boop. They send little Elliot to get the pizza so he can join the game. Uh, go get the fucking he, pizza. Yeah, go get Just let hey, a kid. If you get the pizza, then you can you can join in. Let a kid walk outside. I mean, it's just his driveway, but it's like the middle of the fucking night. Like, I'm not going to send my kid outside by himself in the middle of the night to get yeah. pizza. I'm sorry. I know it's a different time, but I'm not doing it. 
So he goes out and gets the pizza. He comes back up and he hears something coming from the shed. So he goes to investigate and he decides he throws a ball into the shed and the ball comes back out. And he's like, uh, okay, gotta go. So he drops the pizza. Why would you drop the pizza? Worst part of the movie. I'm like, come on, dude. You do not. (laughs) I don't care if you saw Bigfoot. You hold on to the fucking pizzas. You hold them up correctly Lock too it. no 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 because then you're gonna be tossing the pizzas around the cheese is falling off you're just okay that's fair. sauce you are always holding it vertical all right and you're just yeah. fucking run i just need my desk pretending to run this is a great time it's just it's important okay you don't fuck with food you don't it's true i will agree so he failed so yeah so he gets scared he goes inside he starts to you know there's something in the shed. There's a creature in the shed or something like that. What does he call it? A gremlin or something like that? Or no, yeah, not a gremlin. Goblin. A goblin. goblin. Yeah. And of course, the first thing, which is the reaction I would have as that kid going, the fuck's a pizza? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like, what the hell is that? We'll deal with your goblin situation later. Where's the food? <laughs> and I love that they, like, they go outside and they find the pizza and they're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. And then the mom Look what you did. They ordered pizza. And the mom yeah, like, doesn't even know they ordered pizza to begin yeah. with. Yeah, she was like, there the whole time. Did she just come home from work? Did I miss something? She changed awful quick. Come on. I mean, it didn't probably take much. She just stripped down and threw on a robe. Yeah, true. So, yeah, they go outside to investigate. And something's there, but they don't know what. They all go back inside. Elliot see, uh, goes back out to investigate. Uh, the shed lights are still on. He discovers that there's footprints uh, heading out into the cornfield that's behind his house, or like the long grass, I guess. And yeah, he, and he goes uh, comes face to face with the little goblin in a suspiciously shed. human teeth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he just ah, just fucking runs. He, they, yeah. So the next day, Elliot tracks and tries to lure ET. He bring, he, of course, this is where you get the Reese's pieces. Hell yeah, he, dude! He uses to uh, lure uh, Reese's peanut butter cups are better than Reese's um, pieces, by the way. Um, yes, but I still do love Reese's pieces. <laughs> yeah, Reese's I mean, you can't pieces. go wrong with that. Yeah. What now? You do. Here to eat. You, we could put them in our noses and go chew them out. <laughs> no. I tried. It's wasting. Well, this kid fucking wastes him too. You actually, accidentally like you go to blow, but you accidentally suck in the thing. It's you're like you're at the hospital getting them taken out with the tweezer. Never happened to me. Um, There's twelve 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 Reese's pieces in your lungs right now. I just wanted to keep trying it. What brings you here today? Um, I think I have something stuck. As he's walking, you just hear like rattle, rattle, rattle. Yeah, the worst I did was snort hand sanitizer, and that shit was awful. I was in seventh grade. It was a terrible experience. <laughs> I fucking imagine. Oh, since you're on that note, I got a business. Dumb shit you do when you're in middle school. Okay, you remember back in the day when certs mints came in like those plastic credit card looking things and you could like pop open the sides and get the little mint out? Mm-hmm. So like I was in middle school. So like they're like tiny mints, tiny, tiny mints. And they were like a credit card size little deal. They're right about flat. that thick. And you pop open the side and you can oh, shake yeah. one out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 Some dude's like, I bet you a dollar oh, to eat all of those at one time. And oh. my logic was one of those packages costs a dollar. 
So I'll break even if I do this with one go. <laughs> All of them one time, I couldn't even breathe. It's just like ice oh, death Lord. going into your lungs. So anyway. Jesus. Because you bought up the snorting a hand sanitizer. I, guess... I didn't do anything like that. That's not what I heard. So, 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 <laughs> so ET. I don't know. I don't know. So, Elliot is trying to lure ET to his special spot out in the woods, but he runs into Keys, who's uh, really terribly looking for ET by just moving a couple blades of grass on the side of the road. Yeah, like, He's not looking he very doing? hard. Why is like, he under for, these two pebbles? I don't just, understand. He's like, uh, Stevens is like, hey, just pretend like you're looking for something. And he's like, well, you got to actually move. Like, you can't just stand in the same <laughs> two foot perimeter here. So, yeah, he leaves a Reese's Pieces trail back to his house. We have a lovely family dinner. This is where you get the uh, penis breath line. What he yells, uh, Elliot yeah. yells to his brother, which is just great. I will say this character did redeem himself for me because in the beginning, I know he gets kind of shit on for being the little middle brother. Cause I guess. Yeah. Cause Gertrude, Gertie's, Gertie's. Yeah. Gertie's the, the youngest. youngest. Yeah, it's like the youngest. So he's like the middle kid. Right. Yeah. Um, Like he was like, he seemed like a real shithead at this point in the movie, <clears throat> but like, you know, he kind of, you know, he redeems himself. It kind of makes sense of what happened with his dad and shit like that. So whatever. Right. But yeah, this dude, they're eating some good food. They're eating like hamburger steaks. That magically reappear. Yeah, that magically reappear. <laughs> Gotta love uh, just completely missing those things. Um, yeah, so they were done. Why does he still have a whole thing on his blade? Did he grab another one? No, there wasn't anything else on that plate. Well, like, yeah. so Gertie's is like half gone. You, They turn and it, it shows Elliot, turns back and it's a whole freaking ham. Oh, sorry, putting on myself. Whole freaking hamburger steak. And it's whole again. It's like <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if Drew Barrymore just like kept eating and like just give her another one. She won't stop eating them. Like just put another one. Yeah. On like no one's gonna notice. I hope it was um, cooked thoroughly because part of it was she had some red meat going on. Ah, she be alright. She walk out. It's fine. It's just hamburger. Salmonella. Salmonella didn't exist at that time anyway, so we're fine. And that's mostly with chicken. E. coli didn't exist at that time. Yeah. She's the mad fine. cow disease. So I love it though when he calls his brother penis breath and his mom is so trying so hard not to or laugh. Not to laugh. Oh, it's like, like uh, and then she's like, oh shit, don't do oh, that. Oh my god, is I would have laughed my ass off if my son did, or That's any of my kids just yelled out penis breath. I would have, yeah. but I wouldn't even have like tried to hide it. it would just just laugh out loud. Like, that was the most realistic parent reaction <laughs> I've ever seen in the movie. Like, okay, like why don't no, was like we've done that before. The kids have said something, and one of us yeah. usually just has to dip. Yeah, like this, and like. I've had a few times she's had to walk away when the kids are trying to say something funny and I have to stone face it because I'm like, you can't laugh at it. Yeah. It's so hard, dude. It's, it's so fucking... It's, it's great. So Elliot upsets his mom when he's talking about his dad. He talks about how he's in mm. Mexico. Um, and it kind of catches her off guard because she doesn't know where he is. And then, like, she doesn't... She's like, oh, whatever. I'm fine. And then she, like, walks away. And, of course, the brother's like, you fucking idiot. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Are they? Is he the dad of all of them? I don't know. We get no clarification on that. I think they just found Gertie. I mean, hell, I don't know. She Gertie calls the mom Mary. Yeah, later but it's, on. it's her mom. It's her mom. Okay. Because I was just... uh, Michael calls her Mary at one point too. I think they okay. all do at least once. That's rude as fuck, by the it, way. Oh yeah, you don't call your parents by by their first name. 
I do to my mom, are. but um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. So, yeah, she gets upset, but then she turns around. She just walks away. She's like, he doesn't even like Mexico. <laughs> just storms off. Yeah, and it's just like you idiot. Why would you mention that? And then he goes, uh, Elliot's got to wash the dishes. So. And of course, he's wasting a lot of hot water. He turns on the hot water and it's just steaming like a banshee. And he's just standing there. Wash the fucking dishes. Yeah. You're yeah, wasting exactly. hot water. This is you 1982. I mean, their water doing? gets hot really This is quickly, California like... in the early 80s. What are you doing? Yeah, actually, there might be gas. I might have a gas furnace if it gets hot that fast. I don't know. It, oh, it, it, or it gas turned it on and immediately water. started steaming. Absolutely. Ellie goes on ET Watch. As E.T. makes his official appearance uh, because uh, he puts a trail of Reese's pieces up to the chair he's sitting in. And of course, like Elliot doesn't know how to react in this, like one of those moments. Like, and, and I did this a bunch as a kid, like you get really scared and you can't like yell. You're like, yep. Mom, Michael, help. Yeah. It's it's like, yep, I guarantee that happened to me many times. You just get so scared. You're just like, I can't get anything out. Elliot, where yeah. get, oh, go ahead. Is this where he gives him the Reese's pieces? Yeah, he gives it back to him. Yeah, he's, he's like ET. He's like, here's your candy, kid. Don't litter next time or it's your yeah. ass. He's Don't like, worry. I can only eat so much before my tummy hurts. Here's have them. Here's for later. But it's funny he gives them back, but then he uses them again to lure him into the house. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, all right. Advanced civilization, my ass. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. That's exactly what I thought as I'm watching E.T. like pick up the the pieces of candy to get into Elliot's room. Just just James Woods. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, this happens another time in the movie. Who the fuck just eats candy off the ground? Oh. Uh, it's, it's later this happens. Like, who the fuck does this? Well, I mean, he's Found a... The- He's a little alien, so I guess that's no. It was yeah, but being highly advanced enough, why would you go to a different planet? You could be susceptible to the diseases on and just start eating shit. He's off a the child. Yeah. Is he? I don't know. The guy when they for him, he just picks it up, and eats it. Yeah, it's like those Reese's pieces on the ground here. One of the later on the government oh, officials when they right. inform, I'm gonna eat this fucking candy on the ground. Could be squirrel turds. What are you doing, nobody, man? Nobody said they were smart. No, absolutely not. Um, you get the the scene where he's in the room. He starts to like pull stuff off of the table, and then of course it's the pee water. Pee water. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. So you get the scene where ET is copying Elliot. Yeah, kind yeah, of a kind of reminds me of the scene between uh, Chief Brody and his son in Jaws, where yeah, yeah. You know, very similar scene. And um, Elliot's just like falling asleep, standing up. So it's time for bed. The key, or keys, sorry, uh, and his men continue their search. They discover the Reese's. <gasps> oh no! Eat it off the ground. Oh, <laughs> Elliot has the ground. has such a fucking genius idea for getting himself out of school uh, by sticking the thermometer in the lamp. To get it hot and then shoving it in his mouth so it looks like his fucking temperature's high. You gotta be very careful doing that. Because I've done that before. 
not because of this movie. Uh, you got because you, you got to tap it real quick because if you hold it obviously for too long, it'll spike higher than the, th- the thermometer will read and it'll just say error. So you got to kind of until it hits to about like a hundred, hundred I don't think he, he was, was holding it there a, for very long. I think he's using a mercury one though. Yeah, I was talking about for an electric one. You got to like, yeah, like real, real fast. Old school, like just enough breaks to, in your mouth, you're gonna die of mercury poisoning. Yeah, um, done it a time or two when I was a kid to get out of school. So yes, he gets out of school for having attempt for having a fever. Um, just a genius idea. Uh, Michael Absolutely. backs the car down the driveway horribly. I love that they just show him just like crashing into shit <laughs> as he's backing up the car. Oh, I love it where Gertie's like Michael. Michael hits some stuff. He's like, yeah, I'll talk to. I'll, I'll, I'll speak to him later. Elliot gets ET to come out and tries to communicate with him. Uh, he shows him his toys. You get Go- a Guido toy. You get Lando. You get Boba Fett. Yes, Boba Fett makes an appearance in this movie. He makes yes. a longer appearance in this movie than he did in his own fucking show. Um, da, 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 da. Bah! <laughs> there you go. And uh, he shows him his Pez dispenser. And I'm like, man, I really want some fucking Pez right now, even though they're awful. Right? Yes, they are, but they're so cool. Uh, the dog, Harvey, does not like E.T., uh, Elliot grabs some snacks and E.T. hides. So he goes, I like how he goes into the fridge and he grabs some stuff and then what happens with E.T. where he like feels that reaction like he's grabbing stuff out of the fridge and something happens with E.T. where he gets scared and Elliot feels the same I don't thing. remember that's, specifically what it was that triggers it. And that's where you kind of start to sense that they have a connection. Like they're they have this like weird um I don't know what what you would describe it as, like a telekinetic connection or something like that. Yeah, like a mental link or something. Mental link, yeah. Neural link. So Michael comes home from football practice. Uh, Elliot shows him ET. It goes uh, as well as I guess you could imagine. You know, bringing your brother home and saying, "Hey, I have an alien hiding in my closet. You want to see him?" And be like, "This is weird, Elliot. No one wants to see that." Uh, Gertie reacts normally with a lot of screaming. This is the very famous scene of her coming in and seeing him, and she screams, he screams. Looks she falls off the wall. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a very fun experience. And pretty much it's like, you keep your fucking mouth shut, Gertie, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it's all about <laughs> interrogation, like threatening to rip up her doll and shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, no. Tell me. Like, you son of a bitch. And ET's like torture is acceptable. And she doesn't I'm like this. An impressionable youth, and this is okay. Yep. Uh, Keys is getting closer. Dun dun dun. They try to figure out where ET's from, and he's from far out there, man. Far out, man. Uh, Keys is right at Elliot's doorstep. It's literally I, like Elliot can hear him out there, like they're walking outside the fence line. And he's like, oh, shit. And just like books it back in there. Yeah. yeah. We find out E.T. has like a healing power. He can heal plants. Like he literally like his finger glows and the the flower grows back into a pretty, pretty flower. Boy, the name calling. Is this is this normal name calling in the 80s? This is how it went down. I know you guys were born a little after this, but uh, Jesus some of these names are hilarious. Classic. Between, I think it was like Elliot and one of Michael's friends. The one who yeah, always yeah, has the headphones on. 
Yeah. Yeah, like outside the bus. Greg. Fucking Greg. Like, yeah. Shut up, Greg. Shut up, Greg. Yeah, it's like, can you not come up with something a little better? Oh, it's great. Love it. Uh, frog dissection at school. And That's it doesn't it doesn't go well. Um, E.T. goes in search of food. Uh, E.T. drinks some beer. And of course, everything that E.T. does, Elliot starts to feel. So Elliot starts getting really drunk at school. Blitz. He is. Uh, and then um, E.T. and Elliot are. This is where you really get the full idea that E.T. and Elliot are like pretty much one. <laughs> you know, anything E.T. does, Elliot feels. So this is where I think like E.T. Isn't he watching something on TV? And he's like, yeah. oh, got to save, you know, protect or save something. And that's when Elliot's like, oh, I got to we got to protect and release all the frogs. And he runs around yeah. the, the classroom. I love the girl who stand on the chair and she's just screaming. Oh, it's great. I like the, the one of the movies he was watching on TV. E.T. when her flipping through was uh, This Island Earth. Yep. Which was the film that Mystery Science Theater covered for their film their movie, which is a great movie, by the way. E.T. E.T. discovers discovers a Buck Rogers comics uh, strip. Oh, yeah. Ellie, and this is. Yeah, this is kind of another reason where, where like that connection happens, where Elliot starts to release all the frogs. You get the scene where it's literally the scene on the TV. Elliot is reenacting it with the girl. Yeah, with the girl. Where he like twirls her around. And he kisses her. I love how the kid like falls down and he uses the kid as a step to get to her. Yeah. And then Elliot just gets dragged away, dragged to the principal as the girl. And then it shows the girl's feet and her, her foot turns. She liked it. Mom and Gertie Gross. come home. And the fact that she doesn't see E.T. this entire time is beyond me. Like she is Dude. in a, a hyper focus mode. The thing I told Angela when this is happening, we're like E.T.'s like running around and moving in between them and yeah. all this stuff when she's like trying to get stuff. I was like Benny Hill to just play Benny Hill music. It's, it's what time. it was like the fact that like, she doesn't notice it. I just love that Gertie's just like, he's right there. Like, you want to see I think him? you and killed like, him door. when he hit yeah, him with the door. <laughs> she smokes him with the refrigerator. And I was like, <laughs> I think you killed him. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I like that. Like, well, he's dead. Oh, man. I just love it. She she gets the phone call from the school and she's like, Elliot's intoxicated. And she's saying it's so dry, too. She's like, oh, really? Elliot's intoxicated? Like, your 10 year old yep. is drunk. <laughs> like, do you have the and right That's Elliot? your reaction? Has this happened before? This, yeah, it was just like a disbelief. To, and then she, well, she also discovers the, the Coors light can on the floor. Oh. Yeah, no. Miller's better. Um, oh. They're all gross. So yeah, you find out E.T. can talk. Gertie gives him a little makeover and he tells Elliot, E.T. home phone. That's the first thing he says. A lot of people think that it's the first thing he says, E.T. phone home. It's actually E.T. home phone and then it gets fixed later when he says E.T. phone home. But I love how he's got some, Gertie dressed him in the wig and the whole yeah. the whole drag look and um i just i love Elliot's drag she's like oh god <laughs> what did you do Poor et oh it's, it's great he doesn't give a shit no uh et and mike find things to help et create a communicator 
and the men outside in the creepy-ass van are listening in. Like, we're about to come in there. Go get that alien. E.T. has the healing touch. I don't remember what... What is it? What does he heal? Oh, he cuts Elliot, his finger oh, open. Yeah, he cuts his finger open with the saw blade. And uh, E.T. heals it. Ouch. Mom reads Gertie Peter Pan as E.T. and Elliot listen in. And E.T. right there gave Elliot radiation poisoning. Oh. Yep, yep. And then 30 years later, we see E.T. too, where Elliot is on his deathbed. Suffering from just not, it's nothing good. And ET's like, let me help. And he's like, you've helped enough. Yeah. No, it should be, no, it'd be ET2, the new brood, or ET2, the next mutation. <laughs> Elliot is just a fucking hideous monster. <laughs> ET2 killing season. Oh my God. What happened to ET? What is going on? Hey, Holy speaking shit. Of that, speaking of that. Speaking of that, I need to think of this is the only time I can think of bringing this up because I, I thought of it earlier when you were talking about it. When are we going to tr- cover the true sequel to E.T.? The E.T. porno. We're never covering porn on this. They never? I'm just upset that that actually exists. Dan, Dan if you want to start a show on our, you know, whenever we decide yeah. to start a Patreon, then we'll start a show where we just sit down and cover porn parodies. Just dissect porn parodies. Can I name it? Can I name it? Sweaty palms and baby lotion. But here's the thing. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but listen, we only we can only talk about the story of the porn, not what's actually going on between the people in the porn. Yeah. Like two to five minutes tops, right? Yeah, hundred percent. No one ever pays up <laughs> the fucking much. story. Um, <laughs> Et builds That's not a joke. Com- I was saying it's not a joke. There was actually an Et porn. Like I'm legit. There's a porn for everything. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, but it's really fucking, yeah. <laughs> carry on. Yeah, yep. Just carry um, on. E.T. builds his communicator. Damn it. You can't go as a terrorist, Mike. This is the yeah. line that was originally, it was switched in 2002 to, you can't be a hippie, which is like it's such a stupid thing to say. And then they were like, fuck it, we're just going to go put the original line back in there. And he, what is he dressed as? I don't know. I don't even know what it was. He's got a knife through his head, though. Yeah. Not Elliot, but the other right. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Trick or Treat with Ghost E.T., who they have to pretty much tell it's Gertie. Ouch. Ouch. Dude, it's a fake knife. Yeah. Stop it's it, a, yeah, stop it. it. <laughs> yeah, stop, stop, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> what you, and why is Gertie all by herself at the lookout spot? This seven-year-old girl is just by herself at the lookout spot. That's what I'm saying. I was like, what? No fucking way would that happen. I know he, I know they're supposed to like meet up and like ET was supposed to go home and they're supposed yeah. to meet up and like I, come I, back I, or whatever. Yeah, I understand times were different back then, but nah, nope. This is when they are walking ET down the road in his ghost costume and they run into uh, Yoda. Yeah, yeah, and he immediately points at it and goes, Home, home. Yeah, yeah. And of course, people have their theories. Theories. That. And George Lucas added it into the Star Wars universe where there is a scene in episode two, or is it episode three, where it's a Senate scene. I think it's when Palpatine is being deemed chancellor, and one of the people celebrating in the Senate, like one of those pod things, is E.T.'s species. 
So it's true facts. Yeah. E.T. Species is Star Wars. He is part of the Star Wars universe. So E.T., the extraterrestrial, this is just Star It's just Star Wars. Yep, yeah, it's true. Yep. Yeah. That's a great Yoda costume, by the way. Very detailed mask. Yeah. For the time? Absolutely. Yeah. Yoda wasn't freaked out by any of this. He's like, he's not Yoda. Fuck. E.T. is such a polite, like just a <laughs> just a well-rounded individual is not freaked out by anybody else in masks with knives and shit like yep. that. Just plays it cool. Yep. Uh, it's now time to ride in the bike. E.T. and Elliot take flight. And this is where you get the classic moon scene where they fly through the moon or not fly through the moon, but they fly in front of the moon. Ah, they just, they just fucking collide with the moon. How do they get there it. so fast? <laughs> <laughs> Elliot's been dead since they hit the atmosphere. <laughs> That's right. Fuck the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what this pile of scraps can do as he takes his communicator out to, to uh, see if it works. Mom leaves the house in keys and friends. They go in. Clearly they didn't lock the doors. Because in 1982, you didn't need to lock your door. There was only a serial killer walking around. Yep. That was normal. Yeah. The device works. Woo! They're searching for E.T. Not good. Elliot's not looking as uh, so good as E.T. waits for his family. And he's like, I'm, I'm not. We need to go home. And he's like, home as he's pointing to the sky. And he's like, no, motherfucker. I'm cold and I want to go home. Yeah. He's like, home, oh, not yours. They wake up the next day. Well, Elliot wakes up the next day and E.T. is nowhere to be found and he's not feeling so great. So he goes home. He's feeling like shit. His mom's like, oh, shit, you don't look good. And he tells Michael to go find E.T. And this was right. This was just before Elliot's mom. What is Elliot's mom's name? Elliot's Mary. Mom. Mary. I know. We talked about this earlier. Yeah. I don't remember Mary. either. So Mary. Well, I only remember because I had to look it up. I'm like, did she just call her Mary? Yeah. Okay. I should have figured that. Um, yeah. So she's talked to the cops to try to file a missing persons report. Oh, oh, can we, can we, can we go back? You, you were talking about leaving a seven year old at the lookout. Yeah. Do you remember the mom left Gertie alone at the house when she went to pick up Elliot from the school when he was intoxicated? Yeah. yeah. Like, just pick her ass up, set her in the fucking car, and like, go with you. She's like, be good. I'll be back in 10 minutes. Like, what? You can't just leave your seven year old at the house by herself. It's Different times. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Uh, Elliot asked Mike to find E.T. As I said, he finds him on the brink of death. He is literally found white as a ghost in like the fucking in the stream being gnawed on by raccoons. Yeah, he's he he got uh, he got uh, overdosed on fresh water. He's like, <laughs> I need some of that fresh water. Yeah, <laughs> just fucking just filter feeding. <laughs> He's like he's he's part of that alien race from signs where water actually hurts him. I oh, don't know. I drank too much. <laughs> Damn you, Mel Gibson. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Why is he wearing that funny hat? Oh god. God, I can't wait to talk about signs. Uh mom doesn't like the surprise of meeting E.T. Not at all. She drops a perfectly good coffee mug, by the way, and shatters yeah, it. A, it was very waste. slow, too. Just, uh, just place it down. What's wrong with you? 
Oh, man. I mean, I guess she sees an alien in her room. It's kind of surprising. Uh, spacemen come from everywhere, literally wearing a full-ass astronaut suit, just coming in through Why the fucking would you do windows, that? coming in through the front door. Dude, the dramatic, like, all of these government people and their entrances are fucking gold, all right? They're oh, yeah. so dramatic. Like, the scene where they're rolling the fucking, those giant tunnels up the hill, yeah. and you got the fucking, yeah. all of them lined up in a lot, just, like, super dramatic. It's hilarious. Who the fuck does this? I don't know. I thought NASA. NASA apparently. Apparently NASA yeah. had too much money at the time, so they had to make a theatrics <laughs> division. <laughs> and now they're like, where'd all that money go? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Damn God. it. So yeah, so they come up, they find ET. He's not looking so great. Yeah, uh, he see I like how he sees the that the guy dressed up in the astronaut outfit and he's just like home. Home. The house is quarantined. Elliot and E.T. are not doing very good. The man asks Elliot about the communicator and the importance of E.T. being there. I was very confused on when he's talking about this because he's talking about, I dreamed about this since I was 10 years old. So at first I heard it as like he knew E.T. before everybody else, but I don't think that was the case. I think it was literally like they were just trying to discover alien life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's but, how it, I took it. but the way that I listened to it the first time, it sounded like he had a relationship with E.T. But then I was like, nah, that can't be right. This is like the first time E.T.'s been here. I don't know. It was a weird way of taking it. Uh, as the And then the bond kind of separates between Elliot and E.T. Elliot improves. Yeah, E.T. cuts him off. Yeah. Elliot improves, but E.T. dies. And you notice the flower die, which indicates that he's dying. And why is Gertie there? Get her out of there. She doesn't need to see this shit. Yep. This is dramatic, her, man. She's like bawling her, her eyes. Like, I swear to God, she was actually crying. Like, mm-hmm. she was terrified of something. They fucking showed her a picture of, I don't know, what she was going to look like when she was a teenager. Ah! Your life is going to be terrifying. Sorry, I shouldn't. I shouldn't they go into her that. Three but years uh, later, when she's addicted to drugs. Oh God! Listen, she's improved. She's better now. Yes. Good for you, Drew. Proud of yes. you. Your show's on way too much in my house. Um, Elliot talks to ET's corpse until he starts to glow and sprouts back to life. Yes. You can't kill ET. You can't kill that sh- shriveled up so- scrotum. <laughs> Scroats never die. Scroats my goats. <laughs> you can't die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, what were you gonna say? Yeah. <laughs> I, I no, that was good. I like Scroats my goats. Uh, anyway, no. What I was gonna say is, I always took the scene like because this is my first time, or I've taken this scene. That's my perception of this. It's not that like he was healed through the power of friendship or the heart of the cards or whatever, no. but he was healed by like as with Elliot, where he can't leach off his life force anymore because he's a, they're a parasitic species. Mm-hmm. He needs to when his his own race is getting close, like that's how they exist. Oh. They have to have a link to one another. For them right, to so that's kind of an indication live. that they're nearby. Yeah, that, that's what I, I could be life. wrong, but that's like it's like they have it. like a symbiotic kind of relationship. It's like it's the whole mental link thing. They they need to like feed off of one another. Or he was healed by the Care Bears there. 
It was the Care Bear Stayer? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or it could be that he just had a call on Zoom. He's like, fuck, I got to take this guy. I got to take this guy. I have no time to die. (laughs) We're never going to get that expansion done at this rate. This is ridiculous. Oh, man. Uh, Michael steals the van (laughs) containing E.T. He tells his friends, meet us at the top of the hill. You know what do how? I do? You drive. I've only gone in reverse. <laughs> one of uh, one of Michael's friends is played by C. Thomas Howell, who is part of the was part of the Brat Pack in the eighties. He was in like the Outsiders, other oh. movies from that time. Um, he was in the Amazing Spider Man. He was. was he? Yeah, he. You know, remember the bridge scene where the Spider Man's got to save all the people that are getting their cars thrown off the bridge. Yeah, and he has to save the kid. The, the the kid's dad was was uh, C. Thomas Howell. Oh, he was one of the crane operators. Come on, Spidey, grab on all the cranes that are just <laughs> conveniently here. <laughs> Thank gosh we had all these cranes just for this instance, this emergency. I guess I don't know. Yeah, that's that's who that is. Um, he wasn't fucking Greg though. He was one of the other. I can't remember what his name fucking was. Greg. Fucking Greg, shut the fuck up, Greg. The hazmat suited men, they hang on for dear life as Elliot disconnects the tube. I love how he just does the, he just disconnects them nice and slow. And they're like, wait, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, they I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> yeah. We don't even get good benefits. <laughs> Mike's friends, me, E.T. Fucking Greg. That's literally <laughs> what it says in my notes. Bike, bike, bike. I miss biking around with my friends, avoiding the authority. It was a great pastime of your childhood. See, the funny thing, my favorite part about all this is where everybody's like, let's ride bikes away from the govs, the feds. Yeah. But let's ride it all conveniently close to a road. Yeah. Let's just go like off. You have a bike, dude. Just fucking ride through a field. Yep. And now um, trees. I, and then there was the scene. It wasn't like somebody dressed up like Elliot with like a decoy, right? And they like stop Maybe. him thinking it was him, but it wasn't. It was actually one of the friends that had like just a decoy in the basket that was supposed to be T so that they were going after him, but actually Elliot and everybody else was riding off in a different direction. Yeah, because they kind of split up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's time to fly, and that's where you get the scene where right before they get to the cops, say, take flight. And this is where they had the the, the scene where they changed it from the guns to the walkie-talkies, and they got changed back to the guns. And they're like, the, hey, they're taking off the air. Like, yeah, but they're moving kind of slow. This should oh, be an like, easy target. It's like skeet shooting. Yeah. No. They did not do that. That did nope. not happen. I, I'm happy they didn't do that. Um, they make it back to the spot and ET's ship is there. Oh. It's time to say goodbye. Deuces, ET. I love you, ET. I'll be right here. As he points to his forehead. He's like, where? Giving him, giving him be on my forehead? Yeah. <laughs> Like a tiny ET head spawns out of it. It's like it's, just no, it's like a, it's like it's like a ball sack. <laughs> Totes my goats, Junior, just hanging off your forehead. <laughs> Poor Elliot. My balls are really itchy, and it goes for both. <laughs> oh God, this episode's fantastic. Oh Lord, this is exactly okay. what you people pay for. Oh Nothing. man. Nothing. Yes, you pay nothing, and this is the this is the quality you get for the nothing that you pay. <laughs> oh yeah. man, he hugs ET. He says the line, 
ET carries the uh, the flower from the that kind of the symbolizes his life yeah, and death. Yeah. And he takes it back on the ship. He flies away and he leaves a rainbow. They leave a rainbow behind the ship, which is cool. And Elliot cries as he watches on. And then uh, the movie's over. There it is. E.T. The extra terrestrial. Oh, and we forgot to mention, well, at least I forgot to mention, uh, Drew Barrymore is actually Steven Spielberg's goddaughter. I think I've mentioned that on the show. Maybe you did when we did Firestarter, maybe. I don't know. Or I was listening to somebody else's podcast, and they were talking about Drew Barrymore and Steven Spielberg's relationship and how it was weird. I was like, well, it's really not that weird. He's his, he's her godfather, so I think they actually have a good relationship. He's good friends with Keanu Reeves, too. Yes, she is. She is. Uh, what movie Whoa. did they do? Oh, they did a movie in like the late 80s together, I think, or like early 90s. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was. This was like during the Bill and Ted days. Oh. So the I don't like his feet line that uh, Gertie says when she sees E.T. in the closet, when he's like after she has that initial reaction with him, um, it was actually ad-libbed by Drew Barrymore because the puppet or the animatronic, which she was like, anytime E.T. is stationary, it's an animatronic. And it had a lot of wires coming out of its feet and she saw all the wires coming out of its feet. And that's why she says that. And they just ended up recording her reaction and they're like, ah, it sounds great. Yeah, that works, man. Keep it genuine. So yeah, there it is. E.T. This, this was a, uh, this, oh man, what a, what a fun movie. Dan? No, no, that's it. No, don't get too close. Don't get close to the microphone and not say anything. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you to sit for, I don't, I don't have anything. I'm waiting for you to say something. Oh no, you got to keep going. I'm With handing what? the ball back. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a fake, yeah. it's fake lateral. You keep the ball. Keep going. <clears throat> I just say it's a good movie. I love this movie. And I think I'll probably watch it will. again. Probably not soon, but I'll watch it again fairly soon. You know, probably next year at some point. I think most people would like this movie. I think mm-hmm. it's heartwarming. What are our... it goes dark? It goes dark. Sorry, oh, go it ahead. definitely does. It definitely does at the end. You know, when ET is like white as a ghost and he's dying, and you have that really like heartfelt reaction from Elliot as he's like telling him like Stop it! You're hurting him. You're you're hurting him. Like it's really good. Just shows that Henry Thomas, fucking fantastic performance. And, and and you know I knew this stuff happened because you know people have talked about it in various video reviews or whatever. Uh, but like I like the the government, even though they're the fucking government, really doesn't come off as a bad guy per se. No, not really. Not 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 like you know. Just because I you know, obviously they have their own selfish reasons reasons for having them there. Yeah, but like they do generally, they try to save ET. Like you know, they're like you know, yeah, back they're to life giving and them shit. CPR and doing all that stuff. And yeah, it's not. It's you know, you don't have your like fucking mustache twirling villain who's like I need to study him and dudes like they wanted him alive. So yeah, does nobody does nobody think that at the end of this movie that these kids will not be like monitored by the government for like the rest of their fucking lives? Right. Well, you missed the deleted scene from that uh, E.T. commercial where at the end, like after their great Christmas, the fucking government just drop kicks Elliot's door and just fucking gotcha, bitch, and just fucking... Ooh, <laughs> gets, FBI, open up, open up, get down on the ground! 
Does he have a dog in that commercial? I probably. Okay, good. If it'd be bad if it was the ATF because they just shoot his dog. But anyway, like Harvey Four, like they do with Full House, they just keep fucking getting another dog and just calling it like Com- Comet the Second or Comet the yeah. Jesus Christ. They do that Come up with a different name, man. Uh, Snowball, the cat. Isn't that cat black? Mm. Uh, yeah. Black. Well, no, the first one was not. It was Snowball, and then the second cat was black, and it was Snowball too. There's probably more dog cats than that. Anyway, closing thoughts. This movie was in theaters for a fucking year. Did you know that? Longest that theatrical long? run ever. I mean, if you're making the movie. That's crazy, dude. That's crazy. That's a long ass time. That is. What do you think? Yeah, you got that. All right, so something we're going to be doing, or we've been trying to do, uh, at the end of every show is we go I posted on Twitter uh, what we are recording uh, so this week of course was ET and we asked people to leave their comments and we only got one this week but you know we said it if you post something we're going to read it uh, so on Twitter Darren Wagner at 882 Wagnerd is it okay <laughs> it's not a good one by the way uh, okay, I can't stand E.T. And for one reason and one reason only. Back in the day, they had an E.T. ride at Universal Studios, which they still do. Um, I, I've been on it. Uh, I'm taking, I'm talking the one in Hollywood. Never been to Orlando. Okay, so I guess the one in Hollywood doesn't. I've been to the one in Orlando. Um, so I'm talking, okay, wait, sorry. I'm talking the one in Hollywood. Never been to Orlando. So want to make the distinction as I already made your distinction clearly. And before you get, you got on the ride and gave them your name. And at the end, he says, bye, John, Amy, whatever you tell them. The bastard never got my name right. Even though, even going through multiple times. So he can go fornicate himself. Yeah. <laughs> he shit on the movie for some dude's lackadaisical. <laughs> thank you, Darren, ethic. for that comment. Yes, and you. make sure to send, we're, I post them every week. So, you know, uh, make sure to leave your comments on on what you your experience with the films and all that. So, yes, thank, thank you. you, Darren. Appreciate you. I thought this was really cool, especially since these two ended up working together. But Richard Attenborough, uh, his film Gandhi came out in 1982. Richard Attenborough okay. who would play John Hammond in Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he's a direct. He was uh, I mean, he did a lot of acting, of course. He's a very famous actor. Uh, but he also was a very famous director. He directed Gandhi. He directed Chaplin uh, and, and mm-hmm. other very acclaimed films. He actually came out and said, like, E.T. was a much more deserving film to win Best uh, best Picture because Gandhi ended up winning Best Picture that year. Uh, okay. And it's cool because later on, uh, Steven Spielberg would work with Richard Attenborough in Jurassic Park and the Lost World. So mm-hmm. that's correct. And he would be, you know, forever engrossed in Jurassic Park lore for years and years to come. Yeah. And something relevant we could talk about since you said this movie, when, we, when is this going to release? Uh, really going Friday. Public? Friday. So what will that be? The 10th. The 11th? The 10th. Wait, is the 11th on Friday? Or is it the 10th? 10th should be on Friday. Yeah, okay. So after you listen to this video on Friday, I'm assuming this is you listening to it on Friday as the viewer, the listener, whatever. After you listen to this or watch this, you need to go watch another Steven Spielberg-related project because Jurassic World Dominion comes out. Yeah. So, so 
that'll be dropping. You guys need to go see that. And then after that, you need to go watch our Jurassic Park 3 video. Yes. And when, when Dan says watch Jurassic Park 3, it's not go it's watch listed. the fucking movie. You As watch I said, our, our video. Review. Yeah. I said Sometimes, though, you just say watch Jurassic Park 3. I know. We don't I want know. you to do that. We want you to watch our, vi- our or watch or listen to our review of Jurassic Park 3, which is way better let's, than the movie itself. Let's just hope Dominion is better than Jurassic Park 3. Oh, man. If it's not, then... Dude, like, I want to see Utter. this movie. I am so cautiously optimistic, dude. This is it. This is the finale, man. Like, I'm just so cautiously optimistic. And listen, everybody, you are going to be getting a fresh cut of Jurassic World Dominion. Don't know when, but hopefully very soon once you listen to this, because I am going to try my hardest to see this movie relatively within the first few days of its release, because this is one of the biggest releases for me of the year. Yeah, I've got to go... I'm actually working an extra shift this week coming up, and I will be working at the theater on Saturday to help. They're doing we're doing like a thing like where they have that we have a, a big T-Rex thing. My boss bought it's like an actual like large animatronic T-Rex suit. It's like twenty grand. The guy likes his dinosaur suits. What can I say? <laughs> so he has, it's it's cool. I'll send some pictures. But anyway, like he's gonna have that and all this dinosaur related stuff, and I'm gonna help with like the dig pit. Like we're gonna have like these sand pits and have little dinosaur skeletons in it that kids can dig them out. So. Very cool. Very. So cool. that's what I'll be doing on Saturday. Not watching Jurassic World. That'll be Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna be doing a fresh cut of Jurassic World Dominion as soon as we can, and of course, once it hits. Uh, digital and Blu-ray and all that, we're going to be doing a full podcast episode on Jurassic World Dominion because we have to add it into our... We've reviewed every single Jurassic Park slash world film that's been put out already, so we got to finish it off. And so, you know, it might be very close together like we did with the Batman, but, you know, once it comes out on Blu-ray, we're both going to be getting it, so we're going to be watching it and giving you guys that full dissection of Jurassic World Dominion. Very excited to do it. Yes. And to prep yourself for that, listen or watch all of our Jurassic Park slash world videos or listen. Uh, They're all available on any podcast services and on YouTube. Yep. You need to do that. A lot of content. A lot of content. Yep. You definitely need to do that. But speaking of things that we're going to be talking about, next week's episode, episode 58 we are going to be celebrating another alien film, uh, not alien, okay, but a movie about an alien. Uh, but this one is a little bit different. But it's also yeah. celebrating its 40th anniversary. Let me grab it real quick. Let me grab it real quick. We are going to be talking about the 1982 John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah, I'm very excited. I have not seen this movie in a long time, and I snagged this 4K Blu-ray for really cheap, by the way. Uh, but oh. I heard it's a very good transfer, so I'm very excited to watch it. I gotta get my copy back for my buddy before he goes on vacation. Shit. So that will be next week's episode. But also, don't uh, make sure to check out we uh, we just talked about Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, very excited yeah. For people to listen to our thoughts yeah. on that. <laughs> just talked about it. <laughs> I'm he sorry, said I wasn't dude. going into a coughing fit right at the end. Dude, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> All your fault, Dan. 
It is. I'm sorry. But yeah, we uh we have our Top Gun Maverick fresh cut. We have this next week. Um, we got the thing, so I'm very excited. Uh, some of the shows are gonna be and me and Angela are gonna be talking about Stranger Things season four, volume one at some point soon. Uh, once Obi Wan Kenobi finishes, we're gonna be putting out some content on that. Uh, yeah, don't have any dates on any of that stuff, but. It's all happening at some point, so stay tuned. We always got, we're always yes. gonna have content for you, even if it's not, you know, three things a week. We're at least gonna have something for you every week. All right. So uh, thank you everybody for all the support. You guys have been killing it. We've been having some amazing days uh, for downloads, and uh, someday the YouTube might pick itself back up. It, we're, we're trying to figure out where it is, uh, but someday it's it, something will happen with it. But I appreciate everybody who supports the show. Thank you very much. Until next time, I am Brett Parker. That is Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. We are Dissect That Film, and this has been Dissect That Film Podcast, episode 58. Seven? What episode is this? 57. 57! Thank you. You're welcome. Bye, everybody! (laughs) (laughs) Just dies. (laughs) I'll be right here.